Don't be a sheep. If I had a nickel for every time that I've had to hear or read that over the last two years, my goodness, we would have zero financial troubles in this parish and we could hire on four more staff members to do a lot of the good work in Clovis. We're so terrified of being sheep. That's one of the things that the, 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 the names that's thrown out there for anybody who trusts this news source over that one. Anybody who uh, maybe trusts this expert or that expert or trusts this article that I read versus that one. And we just throw that word around as if it's an insult. You sheeple. And yet, our Lord calls us sheep. So is he just being offensive here? I mean, some people will be offended because that's just the natural mode of being of a lot of people these days. But is God being offensive by calling you a sheep? No, he's just being realistic. Because the question is not, am I a sheep? It's whose sheep am I? Because all of us put our trust in people, things, institutions. The question is, are they trustworthy? Every single person follows in one direction or another. And so we have these three fundamental questions today that the liturgy poses. First, who is your shepherd? Second, what kind of shepherd is your shepherd? And then three, what kind of shepherd are you? So first, who is your shepherd? Now, you might automatically answer that, oh, it's Jesus, of course, the good shepherd. Psalm 23, I love it. But let's dig a little deeper. Because really, that question is, to whom do you listen most? If we had to count up the hours in your week, how many of them did you spend listening to or reading the gospel versus this or that political commentary, this talk show, getting the opinions of this person or that person? That's your shepherd. Whoever you listen to the most, that's your shepherd. Whom do you trust? In whom do you put all of that trust of, oh, whatever they say, it's absolutely true. Is it this political figure or that one? Is it this pundit or that one? This author or that one? Whom do you imitate and strive to follow? There, very often, it's celebrities. It's like, oh, I just want to look like her. I want to act like him. I want to be as well-respected and loved as this person or that person. And then whose opinion about you matters most to you? There, sometimes it's pretty close to home. That group of friends over there or this other one. This family member or that one. The internet. Everybody on Facebook. Ultimately, who you listen to most, who you trust the most, whose opinion matters most to you, that's your shepherd. And so we have to begin right there with honest reflection of even though in name Jesus might be my shepherd, who is my shepherd in practice? Whom have I been following? Second question, what kind, what kind of shepherd is your shepherd? Does that shepherd know you? Right? That, that person or those persons that you strive so hard to follow and to impress, do they even know that you exist? Do they care for you? Could you dying 
change anything for them? The answer most often is not. It's no. More often than not, we spend so much of our time and energy and emotional resources trying to follow and put all of our trust in people who will never know that we ever even existed. Does your shepherd love you? Well, regardless of what your answers are there, I want to tell you about my shepherd. Right? We read about him today. It said, When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. My shepherd is willing to be moved with pity for me. He sees my struggle. He sees my yearning, and he's willing to be moved with love for me and do something about it. He actually cares what passes in this wild heart of mine, and he wants to help me in that heart. We read in the Gospel of John, My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. He knows me. Weird me. All of those parts of myself that I think, Oh, I don't want anybody to know that. Like, I'm just a weirdo. He he knows that weirdo, and he loves that weirdo. Right? Those parts of me that maybe I think a family member used to bring out, but that family member's passed away. And so now that part of me I don't think will ever come to life again, he knows that part of me too. He knows all of my dreams, all of my desires, hopes, aspirations, fears, worries, frustrations. All of that he knows and he loves and he cares enough to lead. Right? He doesn't care if I subscribe. He cares where I'm headed. He doesn't care if I just have, if he has my attention, if I'm just looking at him. No, he cares about where I'm actually headed and whether I'm following him in a good place or a bad place. He understands me and he cares enough to lead me. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Right? That beautiful line from the Gospel of St. John. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Mine did that for me on the cross. Mine does that for me on the altar. Right? He continues to give himself to me. He continues to give me his very self and his very life. So far from being some distant figure that could care less if I live or if I die, if I go to heaven or if I go to hell, he gives me his very life so that I can have eternal life. That's my shepherd. He is incredible. But as I was thinking through this, even last night in the chapel, I was thinking, if that's my shepherd, why don't I follow him? Why don't I trust him? Why is it so hard to put my trust in a radical way in him, and instead I have to put it in this person or that one, in this institution or that one? Sooner or later... Every single person you've ever met will fail you, sometimes through no fault of their own. Just by the fact of their own humanity, they will forget a commitment. They will let you down. And yet, sometimes we're more easily, easy, it's more easy for us to trust them than to trust him. Why do I give more of my attention, love, and trust to sometimes those who couldn't care less for me when I have a God who cares more for me than for the very blood in his veins. So how can I follow this shepherd more closely? 
Because first we established that we might have been following other shepherds. But now we realize, whoa, comparing the shepherd I actually follow day to day and the shepherd that Jesus can be for me, no competition. I want to follow him. Now how do I do it? Well, we read, His heart was moved for pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Do I let myself be taught? Very often the answer is no. Because I have nothing to learn. Have you met me? Come on. I got all the answers. Besides, my reading of life and of how it should be led is clearly better than whichever old dudes in Rome are deciding things, right? So I can pick and choose which teachings are good and which ones I'll pass on today. At that point, they're not teachings anymore. They're not things that I'm actually learning. They're things that I just use as a security blanket of kind of reinforcing those ideas that I already believe. Do I let myself be taught? Do I let myself be led? Or do I pick and choose which teachings I want to support? And we do that. All of us do it to some degree, and that's why we always have to be continually checking ourselves. But it could be that, yeah, I'm all about the the giving to the poor, right? I think that's a beautiful aspect of Catholic social teaching. I love the poor. I'm going to work for them. But the unborn... You know, that's a kind of a tricky thing. I don't know about abortion yet. I'm picking one part of Catholic social teaching and neglecting the other. But very often it goes the other way too. I will be a pro-life culture warrior and I will make sure that abortion is eradicated. But the moment those babies are born, you're on your own. Sorry. And there too, I pick and choose one part of Catholic social teaching but not the other. This continues with so many other teachings. I might say, like, yeah, clearly adultery is bad. It's a bad thing. But the church is kind of behind the times when it comes to premarital sex. And when it comes to, uh, you know, living together. Come on, you got to try it out. So I'm picking and choosing. One part of the teaching is okay for me. The other part isn't because I don't want to be taught. I just want to be the omniscient one who clearly knows everything already. And this is the case in so many different ways. But in every single way, it boils down to one thing. I don't want Jesus to be my shepherd. I want to be my own shepherd. Or I want the culture to shepherd me. I don't want to follow the shepherd against the grain. No, I want to be part of the bigger herd that's going straight to hell. Right? That's not to say those who don't know Jesus, I'm not, I'm not proclaiming their eternal destiny. I'm saying that heaven is Jesus. And when we have the chance to get to know him here on earth, we should be able to sacrifice everything for that. We pray for those who don't know him, but we don't follow them further away from him. No, instead we lead them closer to him. So now that final question, what kind of shepherd are you? You may say like, Father, that's a dumb question. I'm not a shepherd, you are wrong. You have been baptized into the body of the good shepherd. Every single one of you plays a shepherd's role because you lead people one way or the other. In every single encounter with another human being that you have ever had and will ever have, you are leading that person either closer to heaven or closer to hell. Those are ultimately the only two options. 
You can ask yourself, have I been a good shepherd? Have I tried to help people to realize their potential for holiness? Have I tried to ease their way of sanctity? Or have I made it more difficult by, by, by just being either extremely negative with them, by leading them into sin, by discouraging them from ever even trying for something high because the moment that they see me, they feel judged? Am I willing to not only be shepherded by the good shepherd, but to share in that shepherding role? You're all shepherds, every single one of you. So how can we be better shepherds? I have to ask that of myself every single day. Because every single day I see countless ways that I have not led well. But our Lord is so merciful. Right? We have this God who, who is the good shepherd, who calls us continually back. And even where we've failed, in our families, with our friends, at our place of work, he says, okay, let's get back up. I'll make you a better shepherd tomorrow. But how do we do that? Well, we won't be able to lead until we follow. We won't be able to teach until we learn. And so today we recommit ourselves. In order to be those shepherds that he's calling us to be, to be his sheep and sheep of no one else. Because in him, we have a good shepherd. A shepherd who has laid down his life for his sheep.